Gronk is still in limbo, potentially making things tough on the Bucks with the draft just a few short weeks away. The Saints made a big trade. How is that going to affect the Buccaneers this season and beyond? And is a potential Bucks target headed to the NFC South? All that and more on this episode of Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's go. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? And welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. We thank you for making today's episode your first listen or view of the day. I am James Yarko flying solo on this episode. Evan Klosky is unavailable, but of course you can check out everything that I'm doing over at bucksnation.com. Follow along on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. You can check out my normal co-host David Harrison over at bucksgameday.com and on Twitter at dharrison82. Follow the show at Locked On Bucks. First and foremost, I do want to apologize. I know on Monday's episode, I said that I would have a solo episode up on Tuesday. That turned out not to be the case. Right after David and I got done recording, basically one of those moments where everything that can go wrong does go wrong for me. Uh, that ended up happening. So I spent all of my spare time on Monday trying to get things figured out, fixed up, ready to go. And I was not able to record. So I do apologize to all of you for missing Tuesday's episode, but I am back today. And we have some things to talk about. First and foremost, Rob Gronkowski has still not committed to playing in 2022 or re-entering retirement. Now, Gronk spoke with TMZ Sports about his upcoming draft party in Vegas, which looks to be like a wild time. Uh, you can rent like center pool lily pads for like $8,000. They get all kinds of ranges of of prices and amenities and all that i think uh entry for women is 55 dollars, men is 85 dollars. expedited entries like 150 dollars, and it continues to go all the way up from there but he promises a good time i'm sure it will be but gronk during this conversation with tmz sports speaking about that draft party was once again asked about his status for 2022 now remaining steadfast in his lack of commitment, Gronk said he has not made a decision either way as of yet. Time out, time out. That's why I wasn't catching. I was throwing the passes, Mojo, <laughs> because if I knew I started, you know, catching some passes that, you know, my head would have started turning like, oh, oh, crap, man, I got to get back out in the field. And right now I'm not ready to get back out in that field. I'm not ready to commit to the game of football right now. You know, I'm just enjoying my time off. Uh, to, in order to play the game of football, you literally have to be 100% dedicated uh, week in and week out because it's a grind, man. You know how it is. You played ball. Uh, and even in your 30s, I mean, you just can't, you know, slack in, just be 50% all in. Then you're, you're going to get caught up with the game and it's going to just spit you right out. you got to be fully dedicated. You know, I'm not ready to do that yet, you know. So I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, sign a contract if I'm not fully ready. And that's why I didn't catch a ball because I didn't want my mind, you know, twisting and turning, thinking I was ready to go yet. 
Again, that was Rob Gronkowski talking about his pending decision, whether he's going to play or retire. He was talking about throwing passes at a charity event. He and, and Tom Brady were at a charity event over the weekend. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what the charity was for. I know they were out there throwing passes to kids and, and having a great time out there. And um, look, this, this decision by Rob Gronkowski is an important one on a multitude of levels. And, and David and I have talked repeatedly about this topic and about how we believe that Gronk is going to return and, and he's going to play for the Buccaneers. Friend of the show, JC Cornell, he was at the charity event and he said Gronk is still 50-50 on playing, but if he does play, it will be for the Buccaneers. There's not going to be any competition between any other teams. If Gronk is back, he's a buck, plain and simple. It's kind of how we, we felt things were going to go because of the return of Tom Brady, right? But look, this decision, or lack thereof as of right now, affects more than just Gronk, right? And, and I respect him taking his time. This is an important decision for him in his life. At the same time, there are, you know, there is a chain reaction going on here when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The draft is coming up. In just a couple of weeks, I believe it's three weeks from tomorrow as you're listening to this. So the first big wave of free agency is over, right? If Gronk decides he does not want to return to play football and he is not going to be a member of the Buccaneers and he doesn't make that decision within the next couple of weeks, the Bucs are in a bad spot. Right now, all they have is Cameron Bray. So if you want to take a look at the, the realm of free agents at the tight end position, there's some okay ones. You know, I, the, there's no question about that. You have Blake Jarwin, Eric Ebron, Jimmy Graham, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, Anthony Ferkshire. Not great. Not great options. There's some good options. I like Blake Jarwin a lot. I think he's been derailed by some unfortunate injuries, not like nagging injuries that he just can't get over. He's had some like pretty brutal, unfortunate injuries. Eric Ebron, meh. Jimmy Graham, I, I'm pretty sure this dude has been in the league since 1987. Um, Kyle Rudolph, he was kind of showing his age. Jared Cook, hit or miss. Really, truly, he's, he's hit or miss. He's either absolutely on fire or he's a liability to your football team and again anthony ferkshire not great but those are the top tight ends available on the market then there's some really solid tight ends out there in the draft but the bucks are going to have to use you know a, a day two pick and they might have to trade up in order to get a starting caliber tight end on day two which is going to cost them even more draft capital they've already spent a fifth round pick you know, trading for uh, for Shaq Mason. So there's not a lot of draft capital for them to throw around in terms of moving up and down the draft board unless they trade down from that first round pick and can acquire, you know, two day two picks, you know, one in the early part of the second, maybe one in the, the third, and then maybe one uh, day three pick, you know, in the in the sixth round or something. So you take a look at, at those scenarios. This Gronk decision is weighing extremely heavily. It's this like dark looming cloud over the heads of the Buccaneers, 
of Buccaneers fans because it does have some very serious repercussions based on what the decision is. I was 100%. Gronk is coming back. He's going to play with Brady. They're going to run this thing back again. You're going to have Gronk and Cameron Brate probably draft someone on day three to kind of be a rotational guy, be a depth guy. You can develop a little bit. You can probably still go out and get one of those free agent tight ends that I listed off uh, for a reasonable price. Then things kind of started to shift a little bit. It, it seemed like from that video that uh, circulated from Gronk in the barbershop that he was pretty close to coming back. He was just going to kind of take his time a little bit. And, um, you know, he, he seemed committed, but not in a hurry to race down to one buck and, and sign his contract. So I went from 100%. I was down to like 95%. And we had some more reports coming out. I dropped down to 90%. At this point, I'm at like 75. I I really think that there's now starting to be a decent and legitimate chance that Rob Gronkowski, he's out there partying in Vegas for the draft. Like I mentioned before, his, his girlfriend is a supermodel and she can travel all over the world to do her, her photo shoots and her modeling. And he would have the opportunity to accompany her to all these different places. And, and they can travel together and, and see all these beautiful locations and, and see the world. That's enticing for a 32-year-old guy who has plenty of money to be able to do that. His girlfriend is making plenty of money. Um, these are serious life decisions that he has ahead of him. But the fallout could be pretty pretty rough for the Buccaneers at the tight end position if he ends up deciding to retire. So it went from, yeah, Gronk's, Gronk will be back, no worries, to this might start to be something to legitimately monitor. Something else to monitor is what the New Orleans Saints are now doing within the NFC South. They have traded for an additional first-round pick, and that could have some fallout that is going to affect the Buccaneers and maybe a former Buccaneer, but first, Shady Race is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed durable frames, premium high-end finishes, and something that you won't find anywhere else. Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every pair they will send you a brand new pair if you lose them no matter what happened give them a try and if you don't love them you will pay nothing it's simple as that 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in america when you shop with shady rays so you're helping you and then you're helping 10 other people all in one fail swoop exclusively for our listeners head to shadyrays.com Use code locked on and you are going to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's code locked on for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five star reviews. Segment two here of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Make sure that you are following Locked On NFL 
Locked on experts covering the biggest stories around the NFL every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Big news came out on Tuesday that the New Orleans Saints made an interesting move acquiring a second first round pick from the Philadelphia Eagles. So how is that going to affect the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Well, first and foremost, let's go over what happened. The Philadelphia Eagles traded picks number 16, 19, and 194 to the Saints in exchange for pick number 18, pick number 101, 237, a 2023 first-round pick, and a 2024 second-round pick. So the Saints now have two first-round picks this year, but they don't have one next year. They lose a second rounder two years from now, and then they gave up 101 and 237. They get back 194, so kind of met in the middle on that one. So why? Why would the New Orleans Saints make this move? There's a couple of possibilities. Number one, we, we assume, we don't know, but we assume that the New Orleans Saints are going to target a wide receiver in this draft. Acquiring picks 16 and 19 give them the flexibility to grab potentially a Chris Olave, a Jahan Dotson, could be, uh, I, I, I apologize, is it Drake London or London Drake, the, the wide receiver out of USC? He's, he's become a, a hot name. Could be Garrett Wilson if he slips down a little bit. It gives them the flexibility to take one of the top receivers that will be taken in this draft, right? pair him up with Michael Thomas, all of a sudden the New Orleans Saints start to have much, much better receiving threats on their team. The other pick, does it signal the end of the Jameis Winston era in New Orleans? And I'm not saying that they would draft Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis, and that's their starter in 2022. But Jameis Winston only signed a, a deal with New Orleans for a couple of years. Taysom Hill has moved over to tight end. They bring in Andy Dalton to be the backup. He's a smart veteran quarterback who has had success in the NFL. He had taken the Bengals to the playoffs numerous times, winning a very difficult division numerous times. And honestly, for the most part, being around the Bengals as much as I am, I don't put some of the, the really bad playoff losses on Andy Dalton. You had that implosion against the Steelers. That was on Perfect and Pac-Man. And then, honestly, it was the coaching. Marvin Lewis was a very bad coach in the playoffs. But do you draft one of those guys at number 19 now to develop to be the future face of the franchise? Do you trust Desmond Ritter, who I love, to come in, get acclimated to the NFL game, and within two years, be the starter for the New Orleans Saints? Do you trust Kenny Pickett to come in and learn the NFL game and become the starter within two years? Malik Willis, same thing. I honestly, truly believe that is what they are going to do. Now, if it works out for them, great. 
if it ends up being a Jordan Love situation for them, well, that's great for them too, right? It's not great for for the Bucks. It's not great for Bucks fans, but they're they're hedging their bets. In my opinion, that's what they're doing. They they have a starter right now in Jameis Winston, and they can draft a guy that can develop and either become the starter or if Jameis takes off, and now you have either a really, really good backup or you have trade bait. Or this is the other thing that could be happening, and I know David's going to weigh in uh, on tomorrow's episode. He has some thoughts on this trade. We have not spoken to each other about our thoughts on this. I don't know what he thinks they're doing. He won't know what uh, I think they're doing until he listens to this episode. So the New Orleans Saints, after having Jameis in the building for two years, he learned under Drew Brees for a year, learned under Sean Payton for two years, had an unfortunate injury, but he was playing really well at the time. Do the New Orleans Saints now believe that with Jameis Winston, they can use number 16, number 19. They can help him out, get him a weapon, get him a wide receiver to pair up with Michael Thomas, potentially Alvin Kamara. We still don't know his situation. And then maybe help out the defense. They already have one of the better defenses in the NFL. They've lost some pieces. Do they bolster up that defense a little bit more, give Jameis another weapon, and say, we can compete with the Buccaneers to win this division and we can return to the playoffs and make a run. Obviously, these are the two schools of thought. I lean more towards they're going to draft and develop a quarterback. Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter, I like both of these guys. I, I'm biased. I will flat out admit I am biased. I like Desmond Ritter better because I really thoroughly enjoyed watching him play for the University of Cincinnati this past season. I think he played really, really well. I think he has some really impressive tools in his arsenal. Just needs some refinement. But I do believe that under the right coaching, under the right tutelage, under the right development, Desmond Ritter can be a very good starting quarterback in the NFL. Do I think he would get that in New Orleans? I do, but... I'm not as confident as I would have been if Sean Payton was still there. So interested to hear what David's thoughts on, on this is because I, I think he would lean more towards they're going to try to win now with Jameis Winston and they're going to load up with these two first round picks to help the team around him. But I'm not hundred percent sure. I'll be interested to hear what he has to say about it. Something else that uh, people have been talking about over the past couple of days is the potential of Tyron Matthew joining the Buccaneers. He has some connection there, obviously, personal and professional. He might be heading to the NFC South, but it may not be for the Buccaneers. But first, I need to ask all of you, have you tried Built Puffs? Because if you haven't, you need to. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are a fan favorite. You can get the brownie batter, the churro, the coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie, all of them. 
delicious. This is going to be your new favorite. And just like the OG Built Bars, all of the Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, low calorie, high protein. You can go to built.com, scroll down the micros chart or macros chart. I apologize. I apologize. You scroll down the macros chart and you're going to be blown away at some of these numbers that you are going to see. And I've told you all time and time again, most of these bars, 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein. They're all delicious with new flavors coming out all the time. If Built thinks that there is a flavor out there that might be good, they're going to figure it out. Once they figure it out, then they're going to go back and they're going to figure out how to keep it delicious, but make it healthy. Go to build.com. Use promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your order. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko on Twitter at JYarko underscore Bucks. Follow my buddy David at dharrison82. And shout out Evan Klosky on Twitter at eklosky. WTSP. Hopefully he'll be back next week. If not, don't worry. I still got you. And look, someone that has been tied to the Bucks from various outlets, through various modes of speculation, through wishful thinking, and trying to speak it into existence has been Tyron Matthew. Now it looks as though he may be on his way to the NFC South but not with the Buccaneers. And look, David and I have been pounding this, this Tyron to Tampa table for years, years and years and years. There's no question the connection that he has to the Buccaneers organization. And that tie, of course, comes with Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles. I'm sure he and, and Tom Brady would be able to put their Super Bowl disagreement aside for the betterment of the team in a quest to go win a Lombardi trophy together. But as David and I talked about earlier this week, how does he fit? You know, he's, he's not an exact replacement for Jordan Whitehead, right? He, you know, he could complement the defense. He would play well in the defense. Todd Bowles would figure out how to use him efficiently, but you have Logan Ryan there. Who's kind of similar in the fact that he can play all over the place, he can drop down into the box, he can split out and, and play nickel or, or corner. Tyron Matthew is, is kind of that player. He is a grinder. He is a phenomenal talent that can be placed all over the defense and do all kinds of different things. Well, that kind of player is going to be intriguing to a team like the New Orleans Saints who Matthew visited on Tuesday. We know that Tyron Matthew went to LSU. That's his hometown team. Probably a dream of his to be able to play for them. Serious competition there for Tyron Matthew down in New Orleans. I know a lot of Colts fans and, and Colts outlets are talking about the fit that he would have in their defense and, and how much they wanted him. But... When he was asked about it uh, a little while ago, shout out to Dilly Sanders over there at the Saints Wire. He had put out an, an article that had this quote up that uh, Tyron told the media when asked about the potential for playing for New Orleans. And this was back before 
before the visit. Tyron said, quote, they have a great program with Mama Benson, Dennis Allen, and all of those people over there. It'd be great to represent my state, my city, and the team I grew up watching. Even a couple of my guys that I love to hang out with, they play for the Saints now. So you know it wouldn't be a bad situation, end quote. Sounds to me like if Tyron Matthew was going to handpick a team to go play for, it would be the New Orleans Saints. And what a crushing blow that would be to Buccaneers fans who were hoping to get Tyron Matthew, now have to face him twice a year. He had gone on to say in, in that article by uh, by Dilly Sanders that I had referenced, he had talked about uh, Lattimore and uh, Garner Johnson and and those guys. He's like, we might be the smallest second. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. This isn't a direct quote. But he said we might be the smallest secondary in the league, uh, but we're also going to be the feistiest or the most fiery or something to that effect. So you take a look at a situation like that, it's going to be hard to compete with the Saints. If they are legitimately interested in bringing Tyron Matthew into their building to play for their team, again, you're looking for ways, and this goes back to the trade that we talked about in segment two, the Buccaneers are the top dog in this division right now. They are the most threatening team. David has said it. I have I have echoed his sentiment. It's a two, maybe, maybe a three-team race in the NFC. The New Orleans Saints are not in that race right now. They're good. They have potential, but they're not in that race right now with the Buccaneers, the Rams, and maybe the Packers. You add Tyron Matthew to the back end of that defense. You use 16 and 19 to put more weapons around Jameis Winston. Saints are in that race. And it's going to be real difficult for another team to lure Tyron Matthew away from signing with the New Orleans Saints if the Saints truly want him and offer him a deal. Because we talk about hometown discounts all the time. And a lot of those are, you know, would you take a discount to play for the team that you've already been playing for? It's not always the case. This really is Tyron Matthews hometown team. This is the team he grew up rooting for the team that he grew up watching. That's his home, literally his home. So the visit I think is pretty much the first step and what's going to end up being a sure thing of Tyron Matthew joining the New Orleans Saints. And that makes that Saints defense even better, even tougher, even scarier. And uh, it it puts the Saints one step closer in that conversation of who is going to win the NFC South. With that, I am out of here. Thank you all for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Now make your second listen. The Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts. David will be here tomorrow. He'll give his thoughts on the Saints trade. Plenty still to talk about as we inch closer and closer to the NFL draft. If you have questions or topics that you want us to discuss, 
make sure you give us a call at 813-444-5841. Send us an email to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Check out everything I'm doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JRO underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to one another, fire those fans. Thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.